Our previous bishop tells the story of his son asking a fellow medical student out on a first date. And it was Easter Sunday, so where do you think the bishop's son took his date? To church. And after the service, the woman asked him, who is this Jesus they kept talking about? Now those of us who have been Christians for a long time sometimes forget that not everyone knows what we're talking about. And that's true whether it be something as simple as the word Jesus or some of those big fancy words that we use like resurrection. You know, that's the name of our church, resurrection, but, but do people even know what we mean by it? Or, the phrases, or phrases like a personal relationship with Jesus. If they don't understand the name Jesus and they don't know about the resurrection, how are they going to understand what we're talking about when we say we have a personal relationship with Jesus? So during the fall, we're going to spend some time unpacking some of these weird words that we use as Christians. And maybe you know completely what we're talking about, but, uh, but a lot of people don't. And this will give you some tools in, in sharing what those words mean so they can understand the important thing that we're trying to share, and that's Jesus Christ and his love and grace. And so today's weird words are stewardship and tithe. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Last week we talked all about grace and how grace is, is the, the big word that is used in many different ways for all the gifts that we have from God, from the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ to the daily blessings God pours out on us. But what does it mean to be stewards of God's grace like Peter talks about? Well, a steward is someone who, who shares what someone has been, been given on behalf of someone else. Or put it another way, a, a steward is, is someone who uses what's been entrusted to them to serve in a way that the owner of those things would want. For example, if I gave you my, my truck to use, then you would become stewards of that truck. And, you know, and, and I would want you to use it for whatever you need to use it for. To haul whoever you need to haul, uh, to carry whatever you need to carry. I just ask a couple of things. One, that you add a, a quart of oil every 500 miles. <laughs> that you don't use it to commit any crime. And above all, that you don't wash it. Because if you do, there's a, a high likelihood that the rust and the dirt that holds that truck together will simply disintegrate and you'll be sitting in a pile on the roadway. But otherwise, use it as you see fit in a way that, that I would want to. You know, that's good stewardship. I'm sure you'll take care of it because it's not your own and you're happy to be able to use it. So I trust you to be good stewards of that truck. So why do, why do Christians use 
that word. We talk about stewardship, being stewards of God's gifts, God's grace. Well, it's because we believe that this whole world, this whole universe, belongs to God, our Creator. We're given it given parts of it to use while we're here, but it all belongs to God. Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. And Deuteronomy 10 says, To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. And if it's all God's, then that makes us all stewards. Stewards of what God has given us, the gifts with which we've been blessed. And so the question then is, will we be faithful in our stewardship? Will we be faithful stewards? Will we use what we have in a manner that accomplishes God's purposes? Will we, as uh, Wikipedia defines uh, stewardship, utilize and manage all the resources God provides for the glory of God and the betterment of God's creation? That's good stewardship. That's being faithful stewards of God's grace. We have been gifted to be givers. We have been blessed to be a blessing. We have been given Christ to be Christ-like. Because all of it, even our own lives, belong to God. And we want to use our gifts as God would want us to use them like uh, borrowing my truck. You can use whatever gift God has given you in so many different ways, but use them in a way that, that would honor God. Don't abuse them or destroy them. God has given you this planet. God has given you family and friends. God has, has given you even your own body. Just don't abuse it or destroy it. Take care of it and use it for God's purpose. And that applies to everything, everything that we have, even to money. And that's where you probably heard Christians talk about stewardship, and using that weird word. October 17th is Stewardship Sunday. And on Stewardship Sunday, you know that the pastor is going to talk about giving to God's work in the coming year. And you know that you'll also receive a uh, uh, a letter in the mail and a pledge card from the church finance team to make a commitment of what you're going to do for God in the coming year. It's a part of using what we have for God's purposes. And you might even hear another weird word during Stewardship Sunday, and that word is tithe or tithing. Have you heard that word? Everybody heard that word, right? No, not everybody. Okay. Tithe literally means just a tenth, 10%, one-tenth. And in the Old Testament, the people of God are told to give back one-tenth of the harvest that they have received, give that to the temple to support the work of God and the people who serve there. Leviticus 27.30 says, A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. And you might have heard someone testify on Stewardship Sundays in the past of how they committed to tithing, giving 10% of their income 
to the church and how many blessings they received in return. And often they'll, they'll throw in a quote from Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, says the Lord. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there'll not be enough room to store it. Now, most Christians don't tithe. Though I'm sure if they did, they would be amazed at, at how many blessings that, that they received in doing so. Many years ago, when Tammy and I first got married, we made the commitment, uh, along with our vows to each other, uh, to tithe to the Lord. And so we started tithing. And we've never regretted it. And we didn't stay at 10% either. You see, Jesus never tells us to tithe. He never says, give 10% to God and then you've paid your dues. He would say that misses the point. It's not like a tax where we see how little we can get away with. It's an opportunity to participate with God, to be good stewards of God's gifts, to bless God's world. Listen, listen to the story that, that describes Jesus watching people come to give their tithes. To the temple. It's found in Mark chapter 12. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything, all that she had to live on. The person who had the least to live on is the one who recognizes that it's all God's anyway. And she too wanted the privilege of being a part of God's work. She wanted to give her all. For others, it was just a, just a formula. Okay, one-tenth of my income, let's see, we'll just move that decimal point here, and okay. But for her, it was a joy to partner with God. 2 Corinthians 9-7 says, Each of you should give as you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And she was a cheerful giver. Now, she probably didn't know Jesus, at least not yet. And she probably wasn't aware of God's amazing grace that provided not only those two cents, but, but also forgiveness and eternal life in Christ Jesus too. So how much more should we who do know that joyfully and cheerfully respond to God's gifts to us as good stewards of what we've been given See, stewardship and generosity is less about a formula and more about living in a personal relationship with Jesus. When we live in a relationship with, with the person Jesus and not with, just with the idea of Jesus or a theological principle about Jesus, when we live in a personal relationship with Jesus, we're led to give ourselves and what we have for the sake of our Lord. And I know we're into more Weird words. I mean, what's a personal relationship with Jesus mean? Is it just knowing who Jesus is? No. 
It's having Jesus, your friend and Lord, be a part of every moment of your life, impacting what you think and what you do, guiding, guiding you and, and loving you like your dearest friend. For so many people, the Lord is just an idea, but he wants to be so much more. Picture this. You meet the person you want to commit your life to. They are the love of your life. You're, you're so much in, in love with them that you get down before them and you say, my dearest, from now on, I'm going to tell all my friends that you exist. Not only that, I will read your old letters over and over again. I will even study medicine so that I can learn all the fancy words to talk about how your body works. Oh, and I'll put a bumper sticker on my car with your name on it. Now, would your beloved want that? Is that what they're yearning for from you? No, they probably want you to say, hey, let's go out to dinner together. And afterwards, I'll help you take care of your sick aunt. You know, it's the same way with the Lord. What the Lord wants is to be with us, to be a part of our life, to have that personal connection, and to have us volunteer to be a part of God's work, taking care of the, the people that God loves in this world that God created. Jesus wants to be part of every moment of your life, doing, doing everything with you, and having you join him in caring for the world. That's what a personal relationship with Jesus is really all about. It's that personal. In Matthew 25, Jesus says, uh, it gets so personal that you can actually see him. Well, in a way. This is what he says. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left and the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. <coughs> for I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or feed you, or thirsty, or, or give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, it did for me. That's how personal it gets. Having a personal relationship with Jesus means that stewardship isn't just about money. It's about using everything that we've been given. Our time, our talents, our minds, our hands, our, our friendship, our love, our prayers, everything, all that we have and all that we are to serve Jesus and care for his world as faithful stewards of God's gifts, of God's grace.
This morning we have uh, some examples before us of Christians who, who did just that. Some people in this church have been given the gift of crocheting or knitting or whatever it is that turns something like this into something like this. A gorgeous blanket or prayer shawl. They do this to use their gifts of this needlework to serve Christ and to bless others around the world. They pray and they talk to Jesus while they work and they pray for the people who receive their handiwork even if they will, will never know them. But every once in a while we get a, a card back from somebody who's been blessed by these, uh, these gifts. There was uh, a, a thank you note that we got from somebody who received a, a blanket here this, uh, this summer. And it, it is, uh, the thank you note is, is written in German. So if you're, you're not up on your German, um, let me read it. Ich bedanke mich für, no, uh, I'll read you the, the translation. <laughs> thank you so much for all the prayers and for the beautiful blanket. I will always keep it in honor. Best wishes, Monica. Monica is the mother of a friend of someone in this church. She was struggling with cancer. She had a rare eye cancer that, that destroyed her eye. And she was sent one of these blankets and it blessed her. Hundreds of more people have received these blankets and have been blessed as well. Now you may not have the, the gift to be able to make a prayer shawl, but if you have the gift of compassion and for someone who is going through a time in their life when they need to be just wrapped in prayer, a cancer treatment like Monica or COVID or depression or grief or, or maybe a new baby and all the anxiety that comes from being, being a new parent. Well, you can take one of these with you today and you can give it to them. Or if you need one, take one for yourself. And if you're worshiping online, just, just let us know. We'll send one to you so you can bless somebody with it. Faithful stewards of God's grace in all its various forms have blessed us with this opportunity. But there are opportunities every day to use the gifts that we have been given by God to serve others and to serve the Lord. And if you have a personal relationship with, with Christ, he will open your eyes and your heart and you'll have the joy of living in him and through him and serving with him. You know, on that Easter Sunday so long ago, that young medical student didn't know who Jesus was. But I know that, that her date got the chance to show her because they're now married. But there are millions more just like her. Maybe even people you know who are clueless about Jesus and his grace. May the generous way that you live and the way that, that you use the gifts given to you, may that show them Jesus. Now that's good stewardship. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the hands that put these, these prayer shawls and blankets, even the little pocket squares, that allow us to bless others in your name.
Lord, we thank you for the gifts that the people have used, whether it be the gifts of baking or the, the gifts of uh, raising pumpkins, gifts of working with children and youth, the gifts of being a good neighbor. Lord, you, you have given us so many ways to bless this world. Lord, we do pray for the stewardship work and the commitments to the coming year at the ministries of this church. But Lord, let's, may we not be limited to that. May we daily walk with you and have our eyes open to those around that you are, are wanting to bless and care for. And when we join with you, thank you, Lord, for the gifts that we've been given. May we be good stewards of those gifts. Amen.